How's it going? How are you? Hello. Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. And we're fucking back, baby. No more weird solo episode. All actual duo situation going on. Look at this. Was it, was it just the sound. one episode? That's not, we're not, we didn't go on like it was a the full one episode. hiatus. Yeah, it was yeah. the one episode, but it feels I think it's, like forever. Because <laughs> we our recording schedule was weird, too. So it, yes, it has been a while had, for us. It, it's been a while, to quote that song. Um, we had pre-recorded Leprechaun madness and then we were like ah so much time and then it was we got up to there and we're like i have to do this we have to do this episode we have to get something out and we got it out for you people and we're back to full strength kind of almost i'm i'm coming (laughs) i'm working on it (laughs) you can hear you can hear i think in both of us maybe more so just the like oh okay yeah might be a little might be a little short Short and sweet episode we got for you this here. This might be a consume feces episode, yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I did want to mention I watched uh, Slacks, S-L-A-X-X, on uh, Shudder. It is just a, like a, a slasher about a killer pair of jeans. Um, <laughs> it has like a really high rating in Rotten Tomatoes, but it was just uh-huh. smiley face. It's just a fine I whatever. I put it... I will. I hopefully will do an episode on it someday. But yeah, I put it at like a high smiley. I enjoy yeah. it a lot, and it's like, I think it's literally like seventy minutes. So yeah. it's what you want out of that. <laughs> it's exactly. They don't waste any time with that shit. Yes, but um, we're not talking about that today. No. Do you have any not. other mentions? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Cool. Uh, then we are talking today about Windfall twenty twenty two. Yeah, we are out on Netflix right now. Right now. Right now, how recent is like? Is this like right now? Right now, or is this like? I think it's pretty new. I mean, it is. Okay. It's March and it's 2022. You know, like oh shit. So it's literally maybe weeks right? ago at most. Yeah. 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 God damn. It's also um, almost the end of March. Fuck. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's good to get you all these these as they come out. It looks it looked interesting, right? It's not fully horror exactly. It's more like it's thr- more thriller. definitely thriller category. Yes, it still works for the show, but like. It's that thriller side of it, sort of. Thing. Yeah, if you're just one of the so you know whether, don't, yeah. just so you know whether to watch it or not, right? What well, What would you rate yeah. it, Brian? Uh, this is tough because this is kind of a, <laughs> and not really spoiler. This is kind of a disappointing movie. I think I'd still give it a smiley face, but it's it's almost neutral mouth for me. Like it's a smiley face, but it's kind of low. Yeah, I'd also put it as a smiley face. There's a lot of like good things in here, but it just doesn't amount to much. Yeah. It's competently made, and the actors in it are very good, but we'll get into, like, a lot of the failings, which tend to come from the script, in my opinion. Yeah, the uh, the vibe is, is very, like, even the cover of, of the movie is, like, kind of old school, you know? It feels very, I watched a lot of 1930s and 40s noir slash, like, crime movies. And I wanted to make something that Hitchcock would have made or like found in his vault sort of thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fancy like feels like a kind of indie talky movie, you know, it's just lots of conversations you know, people have. The, what it exactly um, it feels like it comes from the same thing and looking up a little bit of the backstory. I'm pretty sure I'm right in that it feels a lot like did you ever watch that movie Malcolm and Marie? No. With um, I forget. I think it's John David Washington, um, Denzel Washington's son, who was in like Tenet and stuff. Um, cool. Him and Zendaya, 
are in like it's this drama between this couple after an award show and it's set like in the house just the two of them walking around doing a big like yeah discussion thing this feels exactly the same and the reason it does is because this was an idea pitched during covid quarantine mm. and all shot during quarantine like that makes sense cuz I was just only... thinking about that when I looked at the cast list yeah there's literally four people in the cast mm-hmm. i think total um it's very it's very much meant to be like we're gonna let these actors play in this one space and like go through these things um and we'll tell you how much it works and if it doesn't sort of thing yeah as far as whether you should watch the movie before listening to this episode it's mostly fine except for the the very ending just like yeah. how things wrap up since a lot of the movie is just like well, how's he gonna get out of it you know but I'm, either way i mean it's it's whatever i don't know if it I was really going to say, I'm going to lean towards don't, but that's yeah. if you're, like, really interested by now. If you don't give a shit, it's fine. Who cares? Like, it's yeah, and whatever. We're, we're pepping it up so much. How could we're you really not want to watch I think it would impact your viewing experience if you know what's going to happen. It, yes, you're like, I, that, I don't that. even have that to look forward to. You know? Okay. Yes. Agree there. So yep. if you do want to go watch it, turn back sort of thing. Yep. Are we ready to open up that spoiler configuration? Then? I believe so. I was just realizing how quickly we burned through all the, we're going the quick. usual things. I know it's a big one. Um, yes. So we're sitting in our disgusting little room, rubbing our sensual thumb in that circle to open the spoiler configuration. Okay. So the, the plot of, of this one is Jason Siegel is yes, breaking into the... Yeah. That's, and the Muppets. <laughs> those are two things he's been in. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he's breaking into this this really fancy home to steal a bunch of stuff, and the wife and CEO that live there or like use it as their vacation home vacation, come back yes. uh, unexpectedly, and so then he has to kidnap them and try to figure out a way to leave without getting caught because he's about to leave at some point, and then the, he finds out he's on camera, and then he just has to keep sitting there, and he's like trying to wait for a drop off of money that will be sufficient for him to disappear. Yeah, it gets like this is kind of it's already I for me a lot of the wheels start you can feel how shaky they are on their axles like the first the opening is good because it is just him kind of like fucking around in the house because he's like yeah they're not going to be here and then they almost immediately show up and he's like oh fuck so you mm-hmm. get like that he's there's no plan for him and it's all kind of like on the fly stuff um but they get strange with how he gets into the money to disappear thing because like the couple kind of talks him into doing it like he's going to leave and then he's like he gets spotted on the camera and he comes back and he's like where's that camera and they're like i don't fucking know what to tell you dude (laughs) like sorry um it's very odd the for me in terms of criticisms is i think the pacing is very bad in this movie (laughs) like (laughs) legitimately not good just because there's a lot of um there's a lot of sit around and do nothing and then there's like sudden bursts of stuff that isn't for me wasn't necessarily engaging Mm -hmm. yeah i think about him having to sit up all night while they sleep in the cabins and Mm -hmm. that just feels so uncomfortable to have to do that all night i don't know if you've ever just had to sit there staying up at night but it's yeah Uh, yeah he has that, um, and this is a credit to, this is like, I'll be 
my positive parts are I actually love everybody in this cast. I think yeah. everybody does a good job with what they have. Um, Jason Siegel in particular, watching this, I'm like, you can do more like scummy, serious stuff if you want. Like you're allowed to now. I saw yep. that. I'm like, this is a good proof of concept for you to like keep the long hair and the scraggly beard and be like, yeah, fuck you. Start, start saying fuck more. I like that. I like that. When, next time you're in a Muppets movie, just say fuck to Kermit and find out what happened. <laughs> yeah, you, he didn't ever do anything comedic in this movie, I think. Like the other characters no, did. But yeah. he stayed totally serious, which is which is very different for him, I feel like. Unless there's a bunch of films I'm not thinking of. But <laughs> like forgetting I think, Sarah Marshall and all that shit. Yeah. Like, he's in a lot. <laughs> That's a good one to keep in the portfolio, though, when you're trying Can to get really? those those other kinds of movies, you know? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All the other two people in this are Lily Collins, who is not necessarily an up and comer, but like a lot of her success is very recent, like in the last you know three or four years, I think. Um, she's the wife of the CEO, who is played by Jesse Plemons, aka Todd from Breaking Bad, and a million other things since then. I was looking at his IMDb, and my man has been working. Ever since Breaking Bad, <laughs> he has like four things every year, and it's just like, dude, that good for you, man. Congratulations. Who is he in Breaking Bad? He is Todd, aka Meth Damon. <laughs> I do not remember him at all. He's at the I... end of the series. He's at the end of the series. The yeah, IMDb list is known as for the Irishman, Game Night, The Power of the Dog, and Battleship. G- Battleship, Battleship is, is, up is a there? movie that made. Jesus Christ. Power of the Dog just came oh, out, so I get that. Yeah. He's in Jungle Cruise? Yeah. He's in Antlers, which um, is a movie we might end up looking at, because that looks really spooky. Yeah, right? I would do that. Um, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I did see that. I, I just like recognize yeah. his face from... He he's is just very, one of those guys, you know. He's a char- He's like the character actor of our generation, where he's just like, I'm me, hello. Like I'm going to do a weird role right now. He was in I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which... I got a massive kick out of uh, one of the weirdest non-horror, but also maybe horror, but not really horror movies I've watched in the past five years. So another, honestly, I would recommend that just offhand, but it's, um, it's Charlie Kaufman. So if you don't like weird stuff, Mm -hmm. don't go into that at all. What about Lily Collins? Where do you know her from? Um, To be honest, I didn't know her from, like I knew of her name, but none of the stuff. I had actually watched, I realized. Like, I don't think I've watched any of these things. Seen the um, Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Yeah. She's in Emily in she's Paris. She's not in that much. Which is like her... Cr- That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of her stuff... Every, most of her stuff is like 2019 to 2021. Yeah. In except terms I'm of, s- like, success. But, I mean, I'm she's seeing, been working, obviously. But I'm seeing her first role as baby ape voice yes, in just, Tarzan I, I 1999 and then nothing until 2009 yeah she took a she went to school she was a baby ape and then she was on 90210 <laughs> damn that's this is kind of a wild dude it's it hers is a strange thing i kind of love it but it's it's very strange um she was in extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile which was the mm. ted bundy netflix movie i did see that um, one yeah which i thought was interesting but she yeah, um fun. She's the wife in this, and I like her performance, but this kind of gets to my fundamental gripes, and I'm kind of wondering where you stand on these things. I feel like all of the characters were, like, unfilled versions of them. Like, the molds were there for what they were, but, like, 
they either didn't reveal enough or like act through enough scenarios to like fully get the picture and make the things that happen make sense. Uh yeah, I could see what you're saying. <laughs> I think there, it's yeah. a lot of it's just a little strange cuz they the characters all do have more depth depth to them than just like a random slasher or anything like that, but yeah, it is kind of like written around that. Like conceptually they have like what each character's like character is and then most of the movie is just like them very kind of directly showing you that they are that character. Yeah. And not like more of a subtle build up. It, exactly. There's a lot of there's actually multiple um uh, there's at least one. I'm thinking of Jason Siegel's uh, shoe. There's but there's I think there's a few others. Um like setups in there that like pay off down the line. I'm like that's always nice, mm. but they all kind of feel more This is an example of like having the tools but not knowing necessarily how to apply them, I think, is I think is the the main way to describe my complaint with that is yeah, that's a nice setup and payoff, but like the payoff of it doesn't make any sense for me. I was like, oh, it, the payoff to it, because we're in the spoiler configuration, is mm. uh this is really like this is at the end of the movie. He's leaving, he's got his money and he's about to fucking leave. And the wife manages to cut herself free from her bindings and fucking brain him as he's tying his shoe and fucking kills him. And I'm like, huh, that's that when I was watching it, it felt very strange. But the more the scene happened, I was like, oh, they're doing this. Oh, I see that. But I didn't like feel it in the moment, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. You didn't really give much of a shit. Is, the, That's, is what it comes down to. It, it didn't... It Maybe I'll just say that it didn't engage me with its premise and its characters. Like, I... Yeah, to be honest, I found myself... My eyes drifting downward to my phone a lot mm-hmm. of this movie. Um, and maybe that's more of a editing choice because there's a lot of just fucking sit on a shot of someone, then cut to the reverse shot and sit on that for a little bit. And then cut back to the other shot. And then maybe go to a wide with both of them in the frame. And I'm like, okay. This isn't like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, where you have this like sharp, vibrant, you know, mean-spirited dialogue and this like back and forth chess match between these people. It's mm. just people slowly saying what their character is about while I'm slow like the camera's matching their cadence, and it's not good for me it kind of like induces sleep or like that yeah. bad feeling so, of like, oh. it's a little sleepy sleepy movie it's only an hour 32 also um which is nice oh when you God, don't like right. the movie to get it to keep it short but like it also makes it hard to like have a bunch of these long shots and then actually like take time with character dialogue at a, at a proper exactly. pace you know i 100 percent agree with that because i think <laughs> it feels like they're kind of filling in the paper to get to the end. Like, they're doing all of the tricks of writing a a three-page essay by moving the margins in and double-spacing and upping the font by a point, even though you're not supposed to. Um, That's That was my main thing about it. Um, Did you like this house? The house I love. (laughs) I thought it's so sick. It has this, like, grove, too. Like, it's got, like, an orange... I think... Is it oranges? Um... Yeah, I feel like it was orange. It looks like it. Um, 
it is just there's just the beginning is very nice because you get Jason Siegel doing a like scummy tour of the house. So you get all of the prime locations of the place. You're like, ooh, this grove mm-hmm. is so nice. Ooh, this is great. And then he like pisses in the shower and you're like, oh, yeah, he's not. Okay. This great. Isn't... Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. Yeah, the uh, the entire time the CEO and the wife and this they don't have names like the the credits yeah. are literally Jason Siegel is nobody and then wife and CEO and then Gardner who we'll get to. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> but they the whole time they're like trying to at least pretend to to like be helpful and do whatever Jason Siegel needs in order to get through the situation. But the CEO does keep trying stuff so that Jason yeah. Siegel can't trust him with anything. Um. That's you know it's kind of makes makes it kind of a fun like let's see if they can do anything to get out of it. That's probably like the most engaging part of the film to see if they will yeah. get out of the situation. That's well, that was my thing. Was I love like I really enjoy Jesse Plemons. I think he's a very good actor, mm-hmm. but like he tends to play more antagonisty characters. Mm-hmm. So initially, I'm like. Okay, I want this to go. I was like, I want this to go smoothly. I want Jason Siegel to get his money from the tech billionaire and leave safely and go home and have a great life and enjoy all the money he stole from this fucker who won't even right. miss it for a day. Um, <laughs> but as it goes on, you're kind of like, oh, okay, like everybody's everybody's shitty on some level. So then it becomes a bit more of that like, let's watch the cat and mouse game of it. Um, and like it, the people kind of take turns being the cat and mouse. There's this very, uh, Jorge mentioned the scene of them going to sleep in the separate cabins while Jason Siegel just has to sit there uncomfortably in a fucking wire mesh chair or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I fucking hate this. Um, but in like right before that scene, the CEO turns to his wife and whispers, he's like, you got to get close to him. And he's like, do whatever it takes. And I'm like, Oh, are we doing like some like weird psychosexual shit? Are we doing no. something like crazy? No, not really. Not no, not really. There's, there's, that doesn't really ever come up they again. They just had a chat. They just sort of talked yeah. over a fire and She does like <laughs> act nicer to him the whole rest of the time. But yeah. Besides that, it's uh it's it's nothing really. It's a lot it, of Yeah, like it's a lot of like the outline of stuff you'd expect from these things without like the oomph behind it. Yeah, like the she main... starts to get not Stockholmy, but like she does, kind of side. She's like, uh, the CEO makes a play to the gardener to try and escape, and she's like, she goes, "Why would you do that?" Mm-hmm. Like she gets mad at him for doing it. So you're like, "Oh, there's more shit going on," but not really. Yeah, like the main character things that are happening is that Jason Siegel is like, is just like this idea of a failed life nobody person mm-hmm. and the ceo is like the classic like evil tech ceo uh <laughs> and she's the wife is in like a loveless marriage for her where she just has to like put up with it and that's really just like that's the the kind of theme that we keep coming on like the con- they, they have multiple conversations with the ceo about him whether he's a good person or not yeah um and it's just like not not very interesting. I think it just like is not any. We're <laughs> not really covering any new ground here, you know. Like it it's is a also the treaded path where they. Well, yes, but they also kind of just go, "Hey, is the CEO a good person?" No, 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 he isn't actually. And I'm like, okay, well, I like nobody. And then like, he's vaguely dis. 
he he gets to the point where he's also kind of shitting on her, and I'm like, you're being a little mean, but I get why. Like, sure, yeah. fine. The because she starts talking about her life, and he's like, you didn't. You're not like a victim in this. You know that, right? Like, you chose to get married to him, and you chose this fucking life. You made a trade like everybody else, and it's just like that's also why the ending for me kind of comes out of completely nowhere because all the worst thing he does to her is fucking say uh she starts talking about her tattoo that she wanted that i think the ceo like made her get removed and mm-hmm. she starts bringing it up and he just goes i don't give a fuck and he just yeah. starts walking away and then and then after that is when she kills him and i'm like wow this is feels really shallow <laughs> damn okay (laughs) i think they were really like relying on that it was going to be shocking that she kills jason siegel and then Mm -hmm. her husband and keeps the money um yeah but it wasn't it wasn't well enough earned to like really be a whole thing that's really the worst part about it because like that whole thing was like i I, that's why i think it's a writing sort of issue or just like a, a that sort of part of it because the performance is like when there's a little meat on the bone, mm-hmm. everybody grabs at it and fucking scarfs it down. You know what I mean? Like they rip it to shreds when they can. Like every time Jason Siegel has to like yell, I'm like, ooh, that's nice. Like I yeah. like, ooh, nice you put some spice on that shit. Or like Jesse Plemons has this one, the CEO has this one speech where he's talking about like, <laughs> it's the like delusional rich guy thing of, I think he literally says, do you know how try being a rich white guy these days? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I love that shit because he's just like this delusional fucking everybody's after me and I fucking, you know, all these fucking losers and nobody's want to take my shit and be me and blah, blah, mm. blah. And I'm like, there's some spice to this. But um, it, it's just few and far. It's too few and far between, which is the problem. When you're doing a gimmick of a one location small like you're doing a play for yeah. all intents and purposes you're doing a play uh a small like play put together yeah, thing. Yeah. you gotta me, have the writing to back it up yeah i realized it reminds me of the uh movie beatrice at dinner 2017 i don't know if you've watched this one but it's salma hayek and john lithgow and it's a very similar like she is the maid and the good one and he is like the evil rich white man mm. um and it's another like there's some interesting concepts here, but y'all are really just like saying I'm I'm the goody or baddie, and the... <laughs> you're looking right into the camera, going I'm the villain and I'm the hero. <laughs> yes, and like they another like rely heavily on like shock of ending. Where ah it's, like, okay, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I remember a trailer for that, but I never yeah. like I think it just kind of went in one ear out the other sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the uh the yeah. gardener who shows up partway through this. Yes. And it's like not very long before Jason Siegel's about to get the money and then uh the CEO tries to tries to get a note to the gardener to let them know that they need help, but Jason Siegel realizes and then in the while he's also trying to include the gardener on everything, there is an ensuing shuffle in which the gardener accidentally dies like very horrifically. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, cool. Now we can do this one because now we have our big now, like. Now there's a body count. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he like he tries to run and he trips and falls through a glass door, and so his like throat is like on the broken glass. Yes, it is like sticking up. So it is like one of the very like gruesome looking like horror deaths. Mm-hmm. But it the fact that it's an accident just doesn't sit well with me. I don't like it when something's like that horrific by accident. It just like comes out of nowhere and it's like very jarring and like not in a 
good horror way, you know? A hundred percent. And the thing about it is it's it's almost comedic with how tame the rest exactly. of the movie has been that it kind of comes out of nowhere. And even like the the inciting thing from it is basically um Jason Siegel shoots the gun off like he fires the gun off not at anyone but like to threaten uh the ceo and that just the gardener goes fuck it i'm out of here and runs trips and fucking brains it into the window and fucking gets the glass of the whole thing if this had been like it this is this is like the thing with the, the problem with this movie is like it doesn't want to put any dirt on its characters really like it, it it feels like talking about all the dirt people might have, but it doesn't want to like do anything that incites like that gets anything on them to make them feel morally gray. Like honestly, for the most part, I was like, I feel bad for this woman because this CEO seems like a dick bag, and I like this robber. I want mm. him to get a like. I want him to succeed and fuck the CEO. It was very whatever. Like there was no graying a lot of these characters until like that incident but even then nobody doesn't if they had literally been like fighting and he was trying to get out of the way or like stop the fight and they both elbowed him in and he trips over and then breaks in so that everyone's culpable that's Mm -hmm. like that changes the dynamic where people go how do they react to the idea of them getting someone killed even if it is inadvertent but like they still did some they were like there was agency in the death you know what i mean it, that that's why it felt almost comedic like it literally felt funny yeah. i wanted to laugh i was like oh and this is it's meant to like it's very raise, disgusting like it's also <laughs> this is meant to like raise the stakes but they're not totally. really raised right because he's still like well i I know we're talking as if there needs to be a new plan now but actually we are still just going to follow the old we plan. could just keep the same plan yeah like you yeah. Also, the uh, the <laughs> amount of time that was put into that character, uh, he's just, like, a lot more one-dimensional, and he's, like, a very stereotypical, like, thick Spanish accent. Yeah. Um, Gardner, who, like, loves the CEO and is, like, very sycophantic about it, and it's just, like, this This is low-key kind of racist, you know? Like, yeah, it, it felt very bad. I thought, I honestly thought that it was it was going to be another twist where he was, like, fed up with him. Yeah. And he was baiting him. Like, that's why he kept asking him to get closer, like, come Mm -hmm. look at this stuff, because he was like, I'm going to fuck this dude up because, like, he's been, you know, shitting all over me and ruining my shit or, like, whatever, never coming here and appreciating the stuff. And then, like, nobody and the wife would have to, like, deal with it and be like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just weirdly, like, on its face. You know what I mean? Like, the whole character's just there, and I'm like, oh. Although when he showed up, I went, "Oh, here's here comes the body count." Like I literally went, "Cool, right. here comes the chattel, like to be killed for the shock value in this movie." So it was, it's a shame. And yeah, yeah. guys, maybe fucking right. <laughs> yeah, he's just, it's Don't it's already see. like late in the game too, so it's just like, oh, we're really not going anywhere with this, are we? Yeah, you kind of you. you <laughs> I moused down and I looked how much left I was. Oh, okay, we're just we're this is just. Hey, look, we killed somebody in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then the wife uh, kills everybody else and uh Yeah. That's it. And does the this is another payoff was the um the setup was her at the all like waiting to walk down the aisle for the marriage. She talks about she stood there looking down at her feet and she took the breath and walked forward and she mm. knew what was gonna happen. But it also doesn't make any sense because it was about 
moving down the aisle, like moving forward down the aisle, and she knew what it was going to be, but she could have moved the other way. Like she could have left, and it would have been her own choice. But it's so it's kind of her choice this time. It's weird. I think it makes more. Ah, it's okay. Yeah, um, I, yeah I forgot the, about the, the feet a thing. Mixed. Yeah. Yeah, I like it fine. Yeah, it was exactly. It was fine. It was the best setup thing of them all. Um, mm-hmm. The shoelace was set up throughout the entire fucking movie, but I'm like, I don't fuck. What is the point? Is it is is he's poor, so he has a shitty shoe and he has to keep tight? Like, are we saying anything larger about this character? With oh this? yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that was a, 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 like a metaphor at all. I thought it was yeah. just like he needs no. To tie that's his shoes the thing. Off. Like it was just it was just there. I'm like, okay, he could have. He could have never tied his shoe in the whole movie and tied his shoe that one time and it would have had the same impact for me. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like my problem with it is like it doesn't mean anything. It's not like representative of a fatal flaw or like um, representative of a way, you know, the rich take advantage of everything. Like there's nothing bigger with it, even in its own story. It's just that he has to tie his shoes mm-hmm. and he did. And then he died. And they like, made him tie his shoes so many times. It's like forty-five like, times. So he's like, Stop and it's it. both shoes. Like, is it both? I, I thought it was, thought it was only one shoe. It is mostly the left shoe, mm-hmm. but one of the times he puts his right leg up to tie Damn. his shoe, and I'm like, guys, if you can't even do this, why are you doing it at all? <laughs> Pick a damn shoe. Also, when he's leaving with the money, I would not have stopped to tie my shoe right there. I would have tried to. Get, I wouldn't give like, a fuck. I would have. I was gonna say. I would have fucking mall walked my ass all the way up that driveway. No. <laughs> Never would have seen those people again. Cool. So, yeah. do you have to give anything else for this one? Um, not re. Oh, the only thing I was looking at the writers of this, and there's like 45 writers. Uh, Jason Siegel also just pitched this idea during quarantine. He was like, "We should do a fun movie," and I'm like cool that that was this is a this is a good idea for a movie just not executed as well as it should have been is my fundamental last mm-hmm. point but um andrew kevin walker is credited with part of the screenplay on this he also was a writer for seven for sleepy Ooh. hollow and for a movie called brain scan that's brain a scan. 1994 movie called uh called brain scan um Starring Edward Furlong and Frank Langella about a, it looks like it's about a video game where the murder, like you kill innocent civilians and the murders are real. Like looks, it just looks ridiculous. And I'm like, I got to check the bloody in hopes that this is somewhere. Cause I got to watch. It looks very silly. It's from 1994. It looks schlocky as fuck and I'm down for it. Anyway, yeah, dude. Because then also, like, <laughs> on uh, on the IMDb page for Brain Scan, the uh, the fucking more like this just looks like a bunch of awesome movies to watch. Like that's a oh, fun let me like, see. like weekend oh. day, like Mind oh, Warp, Night God. of the Creeps, Waxwork, Night of the Demons. Oh, big shot of Waxwork. Yeah. Hell yeah, these look fucking waxwork. awesome. Okay, cool. Maybe this is somewhere. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check anyway, it out. Anyway, <laughs> that was all. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's <laughs> <Okay>. it for me. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, 
Thank you to Sorry, Isaac. This is your part. Yep. Yep. I was looking at I was just staring at guest pluggables and like there's no there's no guest here for me to ask. Uh, thank you to Isaac Astoria for a wonderful theme song, Dead Walk. And thank you to Melanie for running our Instagram. You can find episodes with both of them by checking thebloodystream.com. Dot com. There's like also. a podcast people page. It's a good page. I like it a lot. You can all a uh, big shout out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily. The how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. You can find them on getdowny.com or on social media at DowneySiblings, D-O-W-N-E-Y, siblings as in brother and sister. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BloodyStreamPod, and we will talk to you, same bloody time, same bloody channel. <laughs>